Wow. The Lord God has given me the tongue of the land that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. <laughs> the land. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious nor did I turn away. Amen. Just lost my thought there. Okay. Uh, tonight I want to speak on uh, the nature of grace and faith. The nature of grace and faith. Grace and faith are intricately connected in Scripture. It's hard to separate them. Grace and faith, uh, they are intricately connected in Scriptures. Grace is made available to us by faith. Grace is God's unmerited favor. That's what most of us, we understand that. Grace is God's unmerited favor towards us that transforms every life it touches. Every life that grace touches is transformed. Grace is the access to the life of God. In other words, you cannot be saved without grace. Now, what makes grace available? Mercy. It was the mercy of God towards mankind. Seeing our wretchedness in our state, in the state of sin, God had mercy, knowing the outcome of sin in our lives. God had mercy and made available grace. Grace is the access to the life of God. Grace is... The access to holiness. It's hard to be holy before God without grace. Holiness is a separation to God. Holiness separates you to God. Now, grace is what empowers us to live a life of holiness. It's all through grace. Grace is the access to the power that keeps us holy. Only grace can do that. But grace only is available to us by faith. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter three, uh, chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, For by grace are you saved through faith. So who, what saved you? Grace did. You cannot be saved unless through the grace of God. So grace is very powerful. So, for by grace, God wants us to know, by grace, you are saved through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. So, faith is a gift from God, it's not of works, lest anyone, anyone will boast, uh, should boast. But grace is what saves us. Jesus, we're coming to this, came from heaven full of grace and truth. He came from heaven to deliver grace to us, and through grace we are saved. But you can never contact grace without faith. Faith is needed. For you to be able to contact the power 
that can transform your life, separate you from sin unto God, preparing you for, hev- for heaven and make it, keeping you in holiness, living for God. Once grace is out, no more life of God. That's why the Bible says, be careful so you don't fall short of the grace of God. Because if you fall short of the grace of God, the life of God in you is gone. So grace is very important. But then the thing that I want to bring to us is that faith is what gives us access to that grace. Now, the important thing of of that is this. Faith comes by hearing and hearing at the Word of God. So the more grace you have, that's an indication there's faith in your life. In other words, the more faith you have, the bigger the grace you got in your life. And the greater the, faith, the grace in your life, the more like God you are. The more like Jesus you are. Because He came, because He had all the fullness of God. So the, the, the Bible tells us He was full of grace and truth. Truth, very important, because truth is what delivers faith to us. Now, on Sunday I said, we grow from strength to strength. Why? Because we appear before Him in His presence. And that's what transforms us. It's only through the Word of God. So there is a label. But the label is not to find grace. The label is through the Word of God. Now, uh, in John chapter 6, I believe from verse, 20, verse 27, Jesus said, I know you're searching for me, but you, you're searching for me not because you saw the signs, but because you look, you're looking for bread. And then he said in verse 27, don't labor for the food that perishes, but labor for the food that leads to eternal life, which the Son of God is willing to give to you because I came from heaven to deliver that to you. And the people ask, okay, God, Jesus, tell us, what must we do to do the works of God? And Jesus said, your labor, believe on him, in, uh, believe in him whom our God has sent. So believing is the labor. And you cannot believe without the word. And you can't have grace without faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So the farther away you stay away from the Word of God, the farther away you stay from grace, the farther away you stay from the life of God. You can make whatever excuse you want to get away from the Word of God. Remember what the Scripture says, draw near to God and He will draw near to you. The converse of that is stay away from Him, you'll never feel Him at all. And God and His Word are one and the same. So it behooves the believer, if you want to know God, stay in the Word. Because grace is a teacher. Grace is a teacher. It says God, the grace of God has appeared to everyone, teaching us that denying ungodliness, we should live godly, soberly, and godly before God for the rest of our lives. So grace is that teacher. 
Now, Romans chapter 4, verse 16 tells us this. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be according to grace. Why? So that the promise might be sure to all the seed. So whatever God does is got to come to us through faith. Because if it's not by faith, God's not in it. Because if it's of faith, then it's according to grace. And if it's not according to grace, God's not a part of it. That's why for by grace you are saved through faith. That is not yours. No one can boast. It's not of works. It comes through the word of God. And God does that for us. How do we stand in God? You see, grace is what keeps us. Paul said, I am what I am because of the grace of God. He was such a mighty apostle. He knew the word. He was intimate with the word. So he had great faith. It doesn't take too long for a person to stay away from the word before you no longer have thoughts of God. When God does anything, He does through His word. When God gives you a word, the word comes with grace and power. You see, grace is the access into the power of God. Without grace, no Holy Spirit. And without the Holy Spirit, no power, no transformation. It's all through His Word. He sent His Word and healed us. Listen to the Scriptures, Romans chapter 5, verse 2. Through whom also we have access, through Jesus we have access, how? By faith. Into what? Into his grace. Making a point. It's faith and grace. You need both of them. You can't be a Christian without grace. You can't live the Christian life without grace. You can't have the power of God that transforms your life and transforms those around you without the grace of God. If you are full of the grace of God, it will come out of you and touch. It's like light. People can see it. And it transforms both your life and those who hear you. And those around you. Through whom? Through Jesus also. And Jesus is the word of God. Right? Through whom Jesus also we have access by faith. Into this grace in which we stand. So if you don't have grace, guess what? You won't stand. You want to stay away from God. You can't stand in His presence. This is how we stand. Through the grace of God. And we rejoice in hope of the glory because God wants to bring glory into our lives. Make us light and salt. And a city on a hill that cannot be hid. 
That's what he wants to make us. You know, stand. I saw the word stand. Something jumped out at me. Yes, jumped out at me. Uh, I remember the story of Gabriel. Uh, when he went to talk to Zacharias. And Zacharias will not believe. He says, look, I am Gabriel. And I stand in the presence of God. That's power. Amen? When you stand in His presence of God, that's power. How do we stand in His presence? Through grace. It's through Christ, by faith, into His grace, in which we, through which we stand in His presence. So without grace, you have no power. The good thing about it, you can have multiplied grace if you stay in the Word. Now, Second uh, Peter chapter 1, it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of Him. What does that mean? The knowledge of His Word. I mean, you can get emotional about everything or anything, but I tell you, until this book is in your heart, no faith, no grace. We like things simple, right? You want to know God, really know God, know His Word, through His Word you got faith, and through faith you have access to His grace, and you have grace, you got power. With God. That's how important this is. You know the Bible tells us about grace. This is about Jesus coming. He is the one that brought grace. He came from heaven with so much grace and truth. Let me read this scripture. John chapter 1, and you know the scripture beginning from verse 16. And of his fullness. So everything is coming from him. Right? Jesus. Of his fullness we've all received grace for grace. Then he tells us this. For the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth, they came to us through Jesus Christ. So Jesus came to deliver grace. Through which we stand in his presence. It's available to everyone. You can have as much power of the word of God, I mean the power of God as much as you want. But you have to labor for it. And the labor is not the labor of walking, walking in. He just know the word. The more of the word you got in you, the more of grace you have, the more of the Holy Spirit that transforms life you have. It's got to be through that way. And, and the Holy Spirit is very quick. When something is disturbing you, he'll pull a scripture. Right? To give you help. So grace of God is what makes us Christians. You can't live a Christian life without grace. Grace is what destroys the power of sin in our lives. And keeps us holy before God. Um, let me say this. Carnality is the enemy of grace. Carnality 
is the same thing as selfishness. Selfishness is the enemy of grace. Selfishness will never submit to God. Selfishness refuses to submit to God. I've got to have my way. Whether it's in a marriage relationship, relationship with your brothers and sisters in church, at work, whatever. Business, it's just selfishness. Don't know God, don't know anyone but me. Will never submit. You know why? Selfishness will never believe. Selfishness, carnality, refuses to believe in God because if I believe, then I have to change. So I'm not going to believe. It's a choice. It's the enemy of grace. Because as long as you stay selfish, grace, the grace of God cannot be revealed. But if you decide to die to self, then something new can be born in your life. But I'm going to do it my way. God's not there. And grace not there. Faith not there. Until you are willing to let go of self and say, Lord, Lord God, don't understand. I need you. I'm willing to go to the cross. I'm going to die. So, Grace is what gives us the ability and the willingness to die to self. Without grace, you're not willing. You're not, your body your body's not going to like it. But when we are willing by grace to die to self, then there is room for a new creature. The new creature. Paul says it this way. I have been crucified with Christ. Galatians 2 verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ. Not going to back then when I gave my life to Christ, I died. I went to the cross. Was buried. The water grave. Baptism. If you're born again, get baptized in water. When you die, you get buried, right? You can't die and stay around. Uh, you stick the place. You got buried. Water baptism. That's the water grave. I am crucified. I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me. You're alive. But you're dead. And the one that's living in you is Christ. And the life which I now live in the flesh, so I'm still living in the flesh, I live by faith. So the flesh is still present. But Christ is the new person in you through the grace of God. This is very important. The one who loved me and gave himself to me. But not, what that means is, your life but dead. And Christ lives in you by his spirit. 
And so we go into Romans chapter 8, you begin to realize the difference. There is a dead person living in you, if you're a Christian. The flesh, if, you, if it's been crucified. Now, come active if you don't walk by grace. So the fight and the battle, the Christian battle, is because of this. Because there's a dead person living in you and could come alive if you listen to it a whole lot. So, the dead man is there for Satan to work with. There is something here, once you become a Christian, a great, the greatest uh, uh, fight because of the presence of the dead man in you, condemnation. 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 That's why the Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Now, that means there is the flesh and there is the spirit. The spirit is Christ. You stay away from the God, from the word of God. Guess what? You move to the area of the flesh. And you can't help yourself. The flesh will take over. And guess what comes after that? Condemnation. Condemnation is a serious enemy of grace in a person's life. Because it's of the flesh. It's of the flesh. The only way to stay out of condemnation, it comes on every one of us, because of the accuser of the brethren, no matter how spiritual you are, as long as you are out of the world, your mind begins to play games. You can come up with all kinds of crazy excuses why this might be okay. Slowly but surely. But the days are here. We've got to live for God. We've got to live a life that's pleasing to God. We have to show up. You know, I was reading in uh, the Old Testament where God commanded them all over Israel. They have to meet in Jerusalem four times in a year. They have to come together before God. All the men. All the men. Read First Samuel. You see how uh, Elkanah, he had to go. He lives where he was, all the way straight to Jerusalem. We don't have to do that. But we can be in his presence. And God demands that. God demands that. Grace is what gets rid of condemnation in our lives. When the Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation to those in Christ, that tells you condemnation is not a good thing. It's going to destroy God's grace in your life. But that's really up to you because the word of God, the word of grace can destroy and keep that dead person, that dead thing inside of you dead. 
so he doesn't raise his head. The grace of God is what does that for us. So you have or you're full of faith and what that means is you're full of grace. You can't have one without the other. And that's what gives us power. Now, you can read in uh, Romans chapter 8 uh, no, Roman, Romans chapter 6 verse 21 I believe he was talking about um, he was talking about Stephen Stephen first he tells us before that they had to choose but then there was a man there full of faith and power and if you read Romans chapter 8 21 times in the, in the whole scripture this reference to the Spirit. 21 times. Reference to the Spirit. I think it was just one or two times where it just says Spirit bearing witness with your Spirit, beginning from verse 15. And the Spirit of God, the Spirit bears witness with our Spirit. So we got 21 times. But the Spirit is so intimately involved with our Christian life when there is grace and no condemnation. The Spirit is active. The Spirit Himself is active. And so when you have faith, then you have grace, and then you have power with God. And Stephen was that kind of a person. And the same thing with Philip. They picked seven of them to serve tables. And guess what? He says Stephen was full of faith. And guess what you're full of faith, what you'll be full of if you have faith? No condemnation, because you've got faith and you're full of grace. And it says, He did signs and wonders. Read the whole chapter 6. He did signs and wonders, because he, has, he had great faith. Paul had great faith. You know why? He knew the scriptures, he was taught the scriptures. And as soon as he got born again, he switched his mind from the law and went straight for grace. He knew both. So that is so important. Now, there's the dead man and then condemnation. And what the Spirit in you through grace frees you from condemnation. Because the Bible tells us in Romans 8, verse 2, uh, two, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has what? Made me free from the law of sin and death. So there are two laws living inside of us. If you let one law operate, you got death and condemnation. If you allow the other law to operate, you got life in God and power and grace and favor from God where God can walk with you. Now, I tell you what, you cannot have a lot of faith and God not use you in an unusual way. Can I hear an amen? You just cannot. If you are full of faith, God separates you from the rest of the crowd. 
just like he did Stephen, just like he did Philip. Called to serve tables. The next thing you know, he was in Samaria. Great signs, turning the whole city upside down, full of the Holy Spirit. Because grace functions through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is grace's power, and that's the power that transforms us. You can't transform yourself. You can't make yourself love God. No matter how you try mentally, it's not going to work. Only through grace. You can't make yourself obedient to God. It's not in you. Only through grace. And that grace draws His power from the Holy Spirit. And that's why in Romans chapter 8, it's always about the Spirit. It even tells us in verse 26, we don't even know what to pray for as we ought. But the Spirit Himself, He makes intercession for us. And that's grace from God. Now, I'm talking about grace. I will go on to the nature of faith, but not tonight. <laughs> okay? Without grace and faith, every single human being on the planet is wretched. It's true. Grace is what beautifies a man's or a woman's life. If you fall from grace, that's never good. You suffer shame. You've seen people who've fallen from grace? Hey, here in the United States, we just say, he fell from grace, right? But really, you see shame. It's the grace of God that beautifies our life. Because it comes with power from heaven. Humility is, in, is needed so that grace can function in our lives. Because remember what the scripture says? He gives grace to what? The humble. He resists the proud. So again, you can see the power of grace. When God's resisting you, no grace. When you humble yourself and you, you and then when we humble ourselves, Humble yourself before God's word. Amen? Argue against the word. you got no grace. Because this is, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And it's only through the word you have access to grace. And without grace, you're nothing. Before God, you may be something before men, but before God, uh-uh. Only through grace. Paul, without grace, even though he knew the law, he said this, O wretched man that I am, I am a wretched man. Who will deliver me from the body of this death? So without grace, you're living with death. You're dead. Only grace. But then he says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The only through Christ who brought grace. But this is the strange thing. There is a mind that serves the law of God, but then there is the flesh, the law of sin. As the two. The flesh is there. If you draw closer to grace, then the flesh is dead. Amen? And sin is destroyed. 
That's what the Bible talks about. Romans 6 verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Because we are not under the law, but under grace. Again, grace. Grace. Once you are under grace, the law and sin loses its power. They lose their power over our lives. Freedom only comes through Christ. Now, reading uh, Romans chapter 8, I mean, John chapter 8, Jesus was talking. He says to us, Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave of sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever, but the son abides forever. This scripture is like, what is he talking about here? A slave. And a slave can be free and let go. Jesus can make slave free. Can I hear an amen? Jesus can free us from slavery. Grace can free us from slavery. But once we are freed, we'll become sons and daughters. Freedom. But if we stay, the Bible says, if we continue in that calling. Remember? If you continue in that grace, continue in that grace, you stay free. If you go back, you're going to be enslaved again. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. So we always need the Son to to make us free. So we are free indeed. Grace, now conclude with this this night. Grace is what beautifies a person's life. Grace. Only through the grace of God. Point is, grace through faith. And faith through the word of God. Through the word of God. You can start, and, 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 and like everybody else, Dealing with uh, uh, a lot of doubts and unbelief. Struggling. And I've been there many times. Many times. Some people won't admit to that, but it's there. You're human. Right? But then as you go into the world and remind yourself, and the Holy Spirit takes the word over and over again, guess what? that unbelief begins to disappear. And you begin to receive strength. And before long, you're shouting. That's thinking, I'll kill you. (laughs) You're strong again. Because of the word of God. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And that's because of the word. He is the word of God. He sent his word to heal us and to deliver us from all our destruction. So the word is what delivers me. So when I stay with the word, I'm going to be free. I just stay with the word over and over again. Just stay with the word. Enrich your life with the word. Faith is born and grace is born. And then you enter into power in the presence of God. Amen. But grace is what beautifies us. Grace is what does that for us. 
So Jesus tells us in Matthew chapter 5, you are the salt of the earth. That means the world needs us. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its uh, flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown and trampled under foot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in this in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Let me say this. Good works glorify God. Your light is not just for you. It's for the, those that are in the house to be able to see. Those around you. Your mission is to shine the light for them to find God. And find access to grace. If you're not doing that, you are sort that's lost its flavor. No good. Because my job is to reflect that light so that they can see. You see, the moon has no light of its own. It only reflects the light of the sun, the sun. And Jesus is the sun. And we ought to reflect his light. And so that others can see. Notice the good works. There's no, great, no good works without grace. That's the source of good works. But that, those good works, that what, we consider, what the scripture considers light, they see what God's doing. Not just good works, things that I do. God, they see God's good works on your life. Can I hear amen? They, that's what they see. God's good work on your life. They know you like everybody else. You have difficulties like everybody else. But they see God's good works on your life and the things that you do. And they begin to see light. Amen? That's the purpose for grace. For others to see. For others to see. Grace is what makes us light. Grace is what gives us salt. Without us, the world would decay, right? That's what preserves the world. Your salt. That's what preserves your family. The salt that God's made you. That's what makes the world tasteful. Your presence. Amen? Eat something without salt and see how tasteful it is. Stand up with me tonight. Thank you, Lord. More grace so I can reach people. Amen? More grace so I can reach people. Uh, my wife and I, we talk a lot about this. That's, that's uh, the primary thing in my mind today. I want to win souls. I want to reach people for God. Wherever God's willing to send me, I'm ready to go. 
I want to get people. Uh, I want Him, Jesus, glorified. And uh, God, keep me strong. I want to go. I want to go. I want to shine. I need God's grace. I want to study the Word so I know Him through the Word, not man's opinion, but what the Word saying. I'm going to be devoted to Him. This is a a year for obedience. Remember I said, obedience is the master key to all of God's promises. Just takes a little bit of sacrifice. Maybe waking up a little early to seek God. There is a closet to seek Him. I want to do that. Let me tell you this. Every time that you separate yourself from God, His heart is pleased. You pull yourself from the world to seek Him. Without grace, you will love the world and hate God. Father God, tonight we thank you. We're so grateful for the grace of God that's appeared to every man. Thank you, Lord, because grace is available to every one of us. And God, we want to imbibe grace. That grace that came through Jesus Christ. Grace upon grace. Help us to have revelation of the truth. So that we can have faith for grace. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.